Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, everyone. It is the Redmen TV podcast. It is Tuesday. We are live right now on YouTube. And if you're watching along, then you can get involved in the comments. Uh, I am joined for a, a action-packed thrill ride of a podcast uh, by, of course, Mr. Chris Pajak, uh, by John Machen, and by James Sutton as well, who's obviously the most famous person of our little gang there. And, you know, he's no less, no worse a person for it, which is great, which is great. He could be a massive bell end, but he's not. He's lovely, and we love him very much for that. Um, we'll see how he handles that praise in the coming moments. Um, we have got a range of topics that we're going to be discussing, um, mainly centred around how Boston Mighty Reds are. But first, we have got a kickoff question, which comes via our good friend, Steve Hoare. He says, uh, which TV game show uh, would you back yourself to win? And which do you think you'd be absolutely terrible at, Chris Pager? There's two that I, that I think I could win. One is The Floor is Lava, which is just fantastic, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm absolutely <laughs> loving The Floor is Lava. I've got the kids onto it and everything, and we just laugh at people who jump at obstacles and smash their face in. I fancy that I'd be all right at that. Uh, and the other one is a question of sport because I'm pretty good at that stuff. Um, apart from if you get with toughers, if you're with Matt Dawson, I think you're guaranteed to win there. And the ones that I'm absolutely, te- I'd be absolutely terrible at is all of the other ones. To be honest with you, that I've not picked that I could win. Um, like eggheads, no chance. You know what I mean? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? No way. The chase? No. You're all right. I'd just do something stupid on all of them. Yeah, I think we've got uh, the, uh, the, like the who wants to be a millionaire thing. I'm not sure I've got the nerves to, to get involved with something like that. I think playing pub quiz machines down the years made me think I did, but there's no stakes, no stakes involved when you're playing for 50p. Um, Dad, what would you, what what game show do you think you would absolutely be incredible at? Um, none. Come on, <laughs> incredible. Well, I, I actually, what would you I, I went to I went to school with a guy who won pointless. So if I could sneak him in as my partner in pointless, <laughs> I could win pointless. Or failing that, if he would coach me, and or I, and I could find a partner and knew something about soap operas, then I'd have a fighting chance. And in terms can of I have if you want, John? Sorry. Can have my mum if you want. Or James Sutton, he's in yeah, soap yeah. He's been in two of the four soap operas, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Any anyone who knows something about soap operas would, would be fine. And we'd it's, walk it's it. Good point. Yeah. In terms of what I couldn't do, anything like Crystal Maze or <clears throat> you know, that, that other thing with Philip Schofield in where you have to build blocks or oh, something. The cube. Like those. See, 
I thinking about it, like the Crystal Maze, so we, we did it, we had a staff night out to the Crystal Maze in Manchester a year, uh, two years ago, I think it was now. Um, and me and Chris were the only people who actually, were, I think we only people who actually won crystals in that. So I actually think we probably, we might well be okay in that. But yeah, I'm we not were, sure we I would survive. We were really let down by our teammates. Our whole everything. team, our young, our youthful, sprightly team absolutely let us down. Embarrassing, embarrassing it was. That's why I kept the crystal. Um, James you know, Sutton. Can we, ju- can we just say, James, James, we, when we went to this crystal maze, Tom was terrible, by the way. He was probably the worst of the lot of them. Um, but what, what we we did so poorly for a group of, I think there was about eight of us, that the, the, the crystal at the end didn't, they had to give us extra time in the crystal because they didn't have a setting that was low enough for us. So <laughs> it was so embarrassing. They were like, yeah, we can't do less than 20 seconds, so you're just going to have to get 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> we did about 10 seconds in time. It was pathetic. Um, Tom, though, James... was atrocious, wasn't he? Yeah, Tom was terrible. He's the worst. Um, <laughs> he's also mixing the show, so this could go very <laughs> south very quickly. James, uh, James Sutton, what would be your ideal game show here? Well, you see, for, for, for everybody else, it's kind of hypothetical, right? But whereas... I've, I've been on some of these game shows of which you talk about. So I have firsthand experience. Um, I've done Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And Paul, you're absolutely right. It is the most, it's even more terrifying than you could possibly imagine. Okay. <laughs> so imagine if you will, right? The floor is made of fucking glass, right? So the floor's made of glass. So that's off putting. He's just nervous already before you even get to a question. The audience is all the way around you, and you've got Chris Tarrant sat opposite you, or whoever. It's it's, uh, it's that that Top Divi, doesn't guy. It? yeah, him. Jeremy but it used Clark, to be, so. yeah, that's right. But it used to, it used to be uh, it used to be the main fella, and you've got him sat opposite you like that, <laughs> blind, and yeah, <laughs> and um, and it's terrifying. So I can confirm that I we I think we won sixteen grand for charity. Um, we didn't do too great, so that would be my one that I'm I'm not good at from experience. Um, however, I have won a game show, um, and uh, it was I, w- I won total wipeout. So that would be holy that shit! Would be, you are, you're, you're talking to a wipeout winner, guys. I don't know, you know, it's, I'm I'm kind of a big deal. Uh, <laughs> I won I won total wipeout. Uh, not really sure how. Um, Peter, Sh- you obviously bounce very well. Yeah. Oh, we've lost James. Um, yeah, it's a little bit too much for him. We'll tell. Oh, here he comes. Right, go on. Am I back? Yes. Am I here? Something. I was hoping for Shilton, but go on. Yes, Peter Shilton was on. Was on. Was, was did it on with us. Um, he's not the most athletic anymore. The years <laughs> haven't been kind to Peter. Bless him. Um, but uh, but yeah, and Eddie the Eagle was on it, and uh, yeah, and I won, and I bounced on those big red balls, and I uh, I got catapulted through the air on a uh, into the water and all that good stuff. So uh, so well, yeah, I've I'm in, in talking to you. You were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire ten years ago on an Emmerdale special. Yeah, I, I would. You know what? I think this. I feel like this is a Matrix Page app podcast special in the future. <laughs> Definitely change on to relive some of his uh, some of his experiences here. This is great. I could do this. I could do this all day, but we're going to stop because we want to talk about the mighty Reds. Um, yeah, I, I, the only other one, James, is I, I could see you. I could see you taking home co- easily, comfortably second place on um, I'm, I'm a celebrity. Do you think? Do you think I'm yeah. likable? Do you think I'm likable? Unless you were up against a really like cute and 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 funny and likable like younger younger girl. 
Yeah, I mean, well, younger anyone, guy or I mean, anyone younger and more likable. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of options out there. <laughs> I, I, I would do it to be fair. I have had I have had conversations with them before. I, I would probably it's probably one of the few that I do. Um, I think they're doing it from England this year in a castle or something. I believe. Yeah, Wales. yeah that's right. That's right. But I, I'd want to go the, the jungle. I'd want to go the jungle and do it properly. Yeah, um, I'd like right. to see you on Celebrity Bake Off. To be honest. Oh my God, I I would love to do Celebrity Bake Off. I would love to do Bake Off. I'm so bad at baking. It would be brilliant. I haven't got a clue. Absolutely great telly. Uh, right, okay, we will crack on with the Liverpool chat because I know there'll be people there going, didn't come here for this. Didn't come <laughs> oh, here for people oh. enjoying themselves and having pleasant conversations. Go to Bake Off TV for this shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> bake Off, Bayer TV. Um, right, <laughs> uh, let's, let's dive into it. And Dad, um, it was a, a fantastic win for the Mighty Reds on Monday against Arsenal. And one, one of the, I mean, so many great performances and we could actually do three shows just based on all the individual performances but what I've really enjoyed I had a bit of the radio on afterwards as I was as I was driving home and having someone on this morning as well and it's mad how for like uh, pundits and for fans of the teams the, the way they're talking about it is like it's the title's all done and dusted now we're not going to get carried away but I love I love the message that that win sent to the league I don't know if it's a great message to say we're going to win the league just on the back of three games. Oh, even yeah, if they yeah. were tough games, but I mean, we do look fantastic at the moment. I mean, if you want, if you wondered whether we'd be up for trying to defend the title or attack the title, as Klopp says, you know, they've shown you know their mentality is so much different than it was after lockdown. You know, when they came out and they really, really knew they'd won the title and they didn't have the edge and they, you know, they. They looked, you know, okay, but nothing special. And you wondered how, how where, where did this great team go? And they've yeah. come out, and they're just fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I just like the fact and, that on, on I, the um, yeah, the um, how well the players were playing. I mean, I tried to think of who would be man of the match, and it was almost impossible. There were yeah. so many great performances out there. Yeah, absolutely. And James, it was just it's just great when you hear rivals already talking about it. And it's not it's not true. Liverpool are gonna have a sticky period in the season, they will. I think it's it would be it's possible, but I think it'd be we'd be setting ourselves up for disappointment if we expect another ninety five plus point season. You know what I mean? If it happens, brilliant and we should celebrate it justly. But I would it would be a bit it would be a bit soft for us to expect that because if you do that you're more than likely going to end up disappointed. But I like what it does. We're only a week or so since people were talking about, is there a, a crack in Liverpool's armour? You know, go back to the Leeds game, people were talking about Liverpool having a soft underbelly or, you know, and they haven't signed the right players and, you know, they're not going again. The Man City are going to be favourites. We've just had a weekend where, you know, Liverpool have now beaten the Championship champions. They've beaten a very good Chelsea side who spent brilliantly and they've beaten a resurgent Arsenal side whilst balancing a really good League Cup game in the midst of it. And I, I just, I'm really enjoying that it's made other fans kind of go, ah, ah, ah that those those stories that Liverpool weren't going to be up to much might might well just be that. Yeah, yeah everything you said is right, mate. We're, we're, we're starting to gel and we're starting to click and we're starting to play with, um, I mean, God, last night, I mean, I mean, I mean Arsenal were, te- it's, it's worth knowing, Arsenal were terrible last night. I mean, I was... It was. I mean, they made us look like the 1970 Brazil team. 
I mean, we were just pinging balls around for fun. We, we didn't get out of first gear last night for, for huge parts of it. I mean, me, me and my wife were sat here watching it and she's going, they're not even sweating. So like, no, they're not. They're not, they're not even arsed. They just ping a 50-yard ball and put it on Robertson's foot. And it's, you know, like it's nothing. And, and, and that's, you know, that's kind of where we are right now. But I think we, now that we can't, you know, we're obviously not allowed, to, we can't go into the stadiums and we can't watch it. And that, that does change things. And I feel like, at the moment, we have to take each match as it comes and just do it on a kind of match-by-match basis, which is similar to what Klopp always talks about in his interviews. You know, where he's always talking, not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not talk about, you know, winning trebles and winning leagues. Let, let's, let's, you know, that, that, that's not the issue right now. Let's just deal with the 90 minutes in front of us and let's get those three points on the board. And, and I think in this pandemic and, and without going to Anfield, that's kind of ringing more true to me, I think, that I'm less, I'm less eager to sort of... Um, you know, wax lyrical about this Liverpool side and, and say, yeah, we're going to get 97, 98 points again. Let's just win each game. Let's just have a lot, as much fun as we can on our own yeah. sofas watching this football team because, by God, they are fucking marvellous. No, I, I completely agree. And look, I mean, we'll talk, we're going to talk a little bit later on in the podcast. We're going to be talking about the, the a little bit of transfer stuff. I'm going to be talking about our rivals, uh, such as they are, which is kind of informed the title of this because at the moment it doesn't look like there's going to be too many of them. But again, caveat, early doors. The Spurs thing's a good example of what I'm kind of talking about, though, Chris, just to skip ahead, is that, you know, Tottenham Hotspur shouldn't have dropped points at the weekend, but they do because because mad shit can happen in footy. But the point is, what I think Liverpool are doing really well at the moment, and I think it's stylistically feeds into this. There's been an acceptance, I think, and maybe uh, and maybe it's tactically. I think Liverpool are thinking very far ahead, very well. They've been prudent in how they've managed the finances and what have you. And I think we should have expected this tactically on the pitch as well. And I think the way Liverpool play is. And whether this is just to develop a slight tweak to what we're doing, or maybe it's no tweak, maybe we were always ready for this, but with no crowds and no fans in there, I think Liverpool need to find a way to put anxiety into the into your opponents because you haven't got the crowd baying for blood. You kind of add to that, but like the way Liverpool played against Arsenal did that for them. You know, they just they just slowly pushed and crushed Arsenal until they couldn't handle it, and they made the pressure cooker atmosphere without having fifty four thousand fans on top of them. No, and they don't need to because the style of football informs that doesn't it you know you push them back and they're they very much on the goal kick line their defence for a lot of the time while we were pressing them and that's all an evolution of this high line and you know pressing forwards and stuff like that and maybe that is one of the things I've not really considered it Paul where they're trying to replace that anxiety from the crowd with, with their play but I, I, I don't know I just know that Liverpool are a suffocating side to play against uh, and they're intense and they go to it from, from minute one to minute 95 or whatever it is and that's why Liverpool seem to be at the moment immune to the problems of the, that everyone else in the league is going towards because there there is a team and a squad of players there going out to prove once again that they're the best in the country and to be honest with you listen you can all play down the 97 99 points all you want there's going to be a 15 point gap to the next team in the Premier League and that's that's the way that it looks like to me right now. And, you know, Liverpool are by far and away for me the best side in the country. And they they are showcasing mentally, physically, why they are that way. Uh, we've got a style of play that no one can live with on our day. We've got a style of play that no one can live with even when we're not on our day. And that's the greatest thing that this Liverpool side possess right now. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it, Dad? Because 
look at how Arsenal start to crumble in that match, the way they're playing it out from the back. Like, we're, we're doing the, the commentary, so we've not even got the sound on. So I'm, I'm mentally imagining the kind of the atmosphere around it to some extent. And maybe people have got the, the, the generated crowd noise and what have you. Yeah. Like, in those environments, normally the crowd would be like, oh, ah, you know, adding to all that. We managed to make Arsenal fall to pieces, like be under intense pressure without a crowd. I like again, I, it, I, it's it's so commendable. It's such a, a massive tick in the in the in the positive column for what Klopp's and Linders, I think, have constructed for us this season so far. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it must have been like being in quicksand for them. You know, they're, they're playing the ball out from the back, knowing full well that we're just all over them. And they must have thought, why the hell are we doing this? We're just digging ourselves deeper into this pit. And yeah. they, But they can't break out from their tactical system. That's what Arteta's got them play. They're actually much better defensively than they were because of the way they now play. But they must have been thinking to themselves, we're just, this is like suicide. Yeah, oh, and this is the thing as well about them, isn't it? That is that they've they'll evolve and they'll get better at the minute. Arsenal are kind of all sides go through this evolution, don't they? Where you've got to kind of learn how to stop conceding goals, but maybe you don't have the right personnel and you become a, you and you start as a counter attacking side, but then how do you transition out of that? He's made David Luiz look half decent as a centre back, and he, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was, you know, he would never be a centre back, you know, as long as he lived. Uh, yeah. And he's still not the greatest one, but at least he looks okay. Yeah. But, you know, Arsenal are going to do damage to a lot of teams this season. There's no yeah. doubt about it, but just not good enough to do it to us. James? Yeah, I, I just, I mean, just to echo everything you guys are saying, really, and that I, I, I feel a bit embarrassed, to be honest, because, like, I've been, you know, I've, I've been pontificating on the Anfield rap earlier this week. I've been, you know, talking to friends and family and saying, how, you know, how good this Arsenal team are and how well he's got them set up and how they, you know, they're going to give us a real challenge on Monday night. And they're, you know, they've got their this and then that. They were pathetic. They turned up. He had, the, he had them set up like a, like a second division cup team. It was, it was awful. And, you know, I like, I like, I'm embarrassed as a football purist that that was what he thought he had to do because they're better than that. Those players are better than that. You know, we had so much of the ball, so much time. We, we just hounded them. They looked absolutely lost. That first half performance made me giggle. I was giggling on the sofa like a little girl. That's how good we were last night. And, 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 and in no part because of how awfully they, they set up to play. I just thought yeah. it was terrible. God. I just wonder whether they watched Leicester at City and thought, you know, that might be the way to go. You know, sit deep and just wait until, you know, we get a chance to hit them on the break. Because that's all they did. What, as you know, James said, they played like a team, you know, who thought, you know, our chance is just to hope to catch them out at the back when we, you know, we hit the ball long. It's a really yeah. interesting point. Yeah. If, 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 if Liverpool-Chelsea last week was, was, was men versus boys, last night was the greatest Liverpool team of our lifetime playing against a supposed resurgent Arsenal team and treating them like a fucking plaything. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just toying with them. Just we, yeah. we, like I say, we barely that's literally what happened though. Like that is, that is facts. A supposedly resurgent Arsenal side that the best team in the country have absolutely dicked in the best team in our lifetime. 
you know, as a Liverpool fan, that that's just the way that we are right now. You know what I mean? And and the difference between Liverpool and everybody else in this league for me is absolutely huge. Um, look, we didn't. I I don't know whether Arteta set them up to sit that deep or whether Liverpool forced them that deep. But what happened was one played into the other and vice versa because they they led us on basically. And then there was times when we were playing it out at the back and they were getting into the game. Um, and they were bringing lads forward and we just got the space behind and that was what we wanted to do as well. I mean, to be honest, look, three points a game, nine from nine. A Liverpool side that haven't quite clicked but did last night uh, in the first two games. I wouldn't say we were absolutely perfect, but it doesn't matter. You don't need to be perfect to win a league title and you don't need to be perfect to win a league title against this Man City side. Two years ago, you might have needed to be perfect. Now, for me, I look around the league and I'm like, there's no one close to us. There's literally nobody close to us that can deal with us. No one in this league. Yeah. I mean, I mean obviously, we, you don't underestimate the Ev, Chris. They, uh, they got to the top of the <laughs> iTunes chart, so they can definitely win the They've league. Got the top three, haven't they? <laughs> I've genuinely no idea. I, I, I'm only saying this because I'm aware it's a reference. I don't really know what it is they've done. I just know that I got a random tweet off Ped about something about iTunes. Um, Honestly, I, so, so what? I've been getting the updates all weekend. I mean, brother was like, "We're going, we're going the top of the ta- the charts or something." I was like, "You're already top of the table, aren't you?" He's like, "No, the iTunes charts." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Have you not seen the meme?" I'm like, "No." And he was like, "And it's some and there's like loads of memes with the same song." And I'm like, "Oh wow, look, Everton fans are having fun for the yeah. first time in in the mobile phone era." <laughs> Everton fans are joining the party finally, and they think it's amazing. And I'm just like, and my dad just texted me and went, "Just let him have his fun, son." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It's true though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, this is the thing. All the stuff that they've gone, oh, cop IP behavior, cop IP behavior. I'm like, use it, be the same. Use it, be exactly the same. If the situation was reversed, and yeah, they look at them having a bit of fun. It's great, good on them. But no, I, I think the point's interesting. Chat, by the way. The what? Is it is is that like fucking I don't know, just topping your lecky bill up or something? You know what I mean? Don't don't they just subscribe to Apple Music and listen to it? Yeah, I, I mean, the, like, if they, if, sure, it would have been about the same place for a month's worth of every song ever, uh, as opposed to the three <laughs> tunes that they can now download from the Apple iTunes oh, Store. Well done, Everton fans. Oh, it's, oh no, it's lovely, isn't it? It's lovely that they're finding a bit of joy in their lives. Bless them. I, I said this all along, though. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, looking at the league table today, which I always say you shouldn't give it, a, give it a few weeks, like. But you know, they're they're third, which is fine. They're but like they're, they're below us in the league. That's absolutely fine. They can stay below us in the league. But I, I, I'm quite enjoying them being above some of our more recent um, non-local rivals, which has been very nice indeed. Right, we're going to pick up this chat uh, in a moment. We're going to be talking a bit more about that, talking about our rivals and talking about some transfer stuff. Uh, but first, you can become a member here on YouTube or if you're listening on podcast form over there on YouTube. It gives you access to a whole bunch of extra features and content. Here's a little bit about that. 
everyone, mates here. I want to tell you all about the fantastic set of perks and benefits we have got for you guys when you sign up to be a member here on YouTube. There are three tiers available. You've got first teamer, you've got club captain, and you've got club legend that each come with their own, as I say, perks and benefits. First and foremost, of course, you've got access to custom emotes, emojis that you can use within any one of our live streams, of which there will be plenty this season you also get 10% off Redmen TV merch from our merchandise store which will be linked below also if you go for tier 2 this is where things start to get really interesting you get access to an additional 60 minute show each and every week throughout the season that is the final word show 60 minutes looking back on Liverpool's weekend game usually only available on the redmentv.com that is there for people who sign up at club captain level and for those at club legend level as well in addition to the aforementioned picks aforementioned the most and that wonderful final word show you also get a 20% discount code off Redmen TV merch on our merch store as well and of course you get to support everything that we're doing on the channel as well so if you love all the free content we've given you down the years and you want a little bit more and you want to have a little bit more extra access and you want loyalty badges as well we have got you covered with a YouTube membership sign up now Get more content, get emotes, get badges and support the channel. Nice one. Yes, there you go. That is the YouTube memberships. And as you know, fate would have it, your exclusive show for Club Captain and Club Legend tiers is available, uh, if not now, very, very shortly indeed. It is the final word show from that Arsenal game. We did game. it live, Paul. It's available, yeah. mate. Yeah, amazing. Uh, so we talked about it in depth and detail about 60 minutes talking about that game. So if you want more chat about how amazing the Reds were against the Arse, uh, then you can watch that show as a YouTube member, a club captain or club legend level. I do it just, I just, I do it to get laughs out of you, Chris. That's all. Um, um, <laughs> Such a child. Yeah. Uh, and Stephen Owens, big welcome to him who's joined as a first teamer. Uh, welcome aboard, Stephen. Um, right. Yes. Transfers wise, uh, there was an interesting point raised on that final word show, Chris, and it was uh, Sam Walker saying he thinks that Liverpool's squad is the most rounded uh, it can be and perhaps the most rounded squad we've ever had. Um, I, I, I can't really disagree. I mean, the, the one lingering thing, of course, is the centre half thing. Uh, Jurgen Klopp was saying the other week or saying this week that he, he can't see a centre half being added to what we've got. Um, but I mean, and that is literally the only the only ever so slight lingering criticism and largely that's based upon we haven't really seen enough of those youngsters yet you know if Billy Cometio does really well then I don't think it'll be an option if Seth Vanderbeek does really well in the League Cup I think we'll think of it as less of a problem but yeah that remains the only one but by and large I think Sam was spot on he's absolutely spot on and that's not even an argument about the 4-2 centre-half compared to our other squads Paul um, of the past years, you know what I mean? And the only argument that is against is, uh, did we have four better centre-offs last season? And that's the only time, really, you know what I mean? Before before that, and, you know, we forget, we've got Fabinho there as well. Now we can play centre-off, so if you need to. This is the best squad Liverpool have ever had. This is the best team that Liverpool have ever had, I think, as well. And they'll go on and prove that throughout the course of this season. You know, there's no weaknesses. You know, we've got a, be a better backup goalie than probably we've ever really had. Because um, he's... He, He's he's not a first team goalkeeper, but he's a good backup goalkeeper. I think Adrian. Um, 
you've seen now we've got depth at fullback. We've obviously got depth and we can play a completely different front three. We've got about eight lads in the midfielders in the midfield that could all start for any top four side in the Premier League. Um, so this is the strongest squad we've got by by a country mile. And it, yes, there is a tinge, like a, like a percent of disappointment for me that Liverpool couldn't get a, a four-choice centre-half. But when you think we've still got Joe Gomez, Joe Matip, Fabinho, etc. Oh, just sounds. couldn't get a fourth choice centre half range. This is but this is yeah. why people, people want to moan about stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, go and have a moan, like, but come on. But it's not. But it's but it's it's not it's not just the standard of players that we've got now throughout our whole squad. It, and it, and, I'm, and I'm sorry, it's a cliche, and, it, and it's been spoken about before. But it's the mentality, and it's the it's the togetherness that we have. If you look at Manchester City the other night, they're especially their defence and, and, and their, and their, and their um, defensive midfielders, look like they're playing a different game to everybody else on the pitch. There's absolutely no communication. There's no togetherness. They're not playing for each other. They're arguing with each other. We don't have that. That is worth so many more points than I think you know, we, we often think about. And that's, that's what Klopp's done. Is he's created is a group of lads that will fucking walk through fire for him. Nobody else that's challenging for this title has that. Chelsea have just bought in loads of new lads. They're going to take a couple of years to get to get going. City, I mean, I mean, they're all over the place. They, they've got individual incredible players: Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, lads like that. But they, as a squad, they're nowhere near us. Manchester yeah. United, I mean, they've got problems from from boardroom all the way down. Um, Arsenal, I think, you know, I think Arsenal are on, on a similar path, similar trajectory. But again, they're two years behind us. Nobody can compete with the with the with the. Um, the sort of support structure that we've got throughout the club. It's, it's you know, and it's worth it's worth so much more. Absolutely. I mean, Dad, looking at it, yeah, the, the, the starting 11 yesterday for Liverpool, the average age of the whole 11 was 27 years old, which tells you that this side is a side in its absolute pomp. Now, you could argue Henderson in or Thiago in would up that, but equally you could argue if you have to put drop Jotter into the front three, that would then lower it down. I mean, this is a, this squad is prime. It's it's absolutely prime at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm still in the school of our injury record at centre back is a is a little worrying for me in terms of who who you're going to end up with as your first first choice too. Um, but you know that said, I, I've I've thought about it a lot recently that good Liverpool sides always change almost imperceptibly. They bring in a player and you hardly notice and then another one and they fit seamlessly into the side. And for all the fuss about our transfers this summer, you know, we've slipped in Thiago and Giotto and Simicus and whatever his Simico. name is. <laughs> and, and they've done that and strengthened the squad all over the pitch. And yeah. you don't want to bring in more than three players. You don't, you know, your squad is, is going to be upset if you're bringing in four or five players. Like James said about Chelsea, they brought in so many new players, they can't all hit the ground running. Yeah. You know, and, and Liverpool have always added little bits of quality to the team that was already brilliant. And you know, suddenly you realise that you have got a great squad, and Liverpool currently have a brilliant squad. I mean, Sometimes it looks better than others. You look at the bench on against Chelsea, and I thought, my God, how brilliant is that? You know, and then, you know, last night, you know, you're leaving people out who were, who were playing, uh, like Shakiri and people like this didn't even get on the bench. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good point. Can I just ask about that? Well, well, we've got you there. How does it stack up? 
you know, I mean, again, it's a different game going back to the 80s and the 70s and what have you, just in terms of squads. It wasn't what it was. You know, you're talking the difference between one and, and, and then two subs as it went on a little bit further. But, like, even then moving further from that, I've never seen a Liverpool squad anywhere near. No, I mean, well, you know, famously, Shankly won the league with, a, with 12 players or something. <laughs> and that that was seen as the most astounding thing you would ever have, you know. Um, it was a it was a plus to go through a season with with hardly any players playing in your side. Yeah. Now you've got to have a, a squad of twenty odd players, all of whom can take their place if if if, if they can. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is the best Liverpool side I've ever seen. There's no doubt about it. The best one for me before that was the late eighties. After Dalglish brought in um, Barnes, Beardsley, and Aldridge, um, that side, the, the Hillsborough side, it was. Yeah. They were just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and I'd never seen a side as good as that before or since until now. Yes. And this side, you know, this side will take them to the cleaners every day of the week. Yeah, it's absolutely privileged. It's a privilege to watch at the moment, James. You know, and and this is the thing. And I, I want to caveat all of this because it, it is. It's very, very early in the season. There's no way of us knowing exactly what's going to happen and and the pitfalls that are going to they're going to befall us. You know, we've already seen Henderson out with injury, Matter coming back, getting injured again, Oxlade Chamberlain. We've had our fair share of little scares already. There's no way that that's going to like. It's not, we're going to have these issues throughout the season but at the moment I feel right here and right now I feel just as relaxed as I can possibly be about it because you know if you go to Klopp's ethos of I want to attack the league then we felt we what Liverpool needed to do was to get covered in for the positions that we, we didn't have cover for previously Shimakas the fight to give Andy Robertson a kick and some cover and adding Jota and obviously now a Minamino coming in last season but getting up to speed it's absolutely, it's absolutely ideal. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, you know, similar to, to, to what John was saying then, it's, I don't remember a team, you know, like this, certainly in my lifetime, but just all the way through the squad, that's the thing, you know, a lot of these players, um, you know, I mean, you look at the job that Fabinho did in, um, in defence against Chelsea, you know, I mean, un- unbelievable. Uh, you know, we've got players all over the place that can just slot in and do a job because they all buy into that ethos. And I think half the reason that we're we're all so relaxed about everything. I mean, I know there's, I, I'm sure there's been a lot of, um, you know, a lot of hoo-ha going on on, on Twitter and that. Um, I'm not privy to that, privy to that anymore. But um, I, 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 I get why people have been concerned about the lack of transfers. But look, Jurgen Klopp is so relaxed about everything. And he's he has a smile on his face and he's enjoying it. And, you know, and he's surrounded by great lads that want to do great work. Uh, you know, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. You know, if if if, if Klopp, um, if Klopp says things are fine and Klopp says we don't need any more signings and Klopp says these lads will do for him, then they'll they'll fucking do for me too. There's definitely a little thing here. Is that um, meme doing the rounds about like there's someone sat somewhere by a waterfall with no phone and uh, no access to the internet and has no idea about how scared and anxious we're meant to be. Um, and that's, <laughs> it's me. That's me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, when you do, you strip that all away, you know, and you're just able to look at it and enjoy it. It's, I've said this for the, for two years, James, it's never going to be any better than this. No. 
you know, and that's that makes makes it sound like there's a little bit of bittersweet tinge to that, and maybe there is, but uh, you know, that's only if you allow yourself to be carried away down that river. At the moment, right here, right now, live, being mindful, living in the presence, this is as good as it gets. With the be- we've got this saying here: it's the best Liverpool squad there's ever been. We're on the back of back-to-back major silverware wins in two seasons, with another European final behind that, and another final a couple of years before that. Yeah, you know, this is this is. We've just got to get, you know, there's no reason not to enjoy the ride at the minute. Exactly. And you're absolutely right. It is about living in, in the present. And I know that's a cliche, but it is it is absolutely, that's exactly what it is. You know, we, we, we can't be thinking too far ahead. You just If you can't enjoy this, if, if you know, if you can't get up in the morning right now as a Liverpool fan and bounce out of bed humming the Tiago song, and, and you know, then I don't, I don't know what to tell you because this is, this is it, my friend. This is exactly we, we are top of the pile. We're dining at the big boys' table, and we're listening. The food tastes really fucking good. And yeah. there's, there's, you know, and, but if, but equally, if you look, if you look at the young lads in our squad, you look at the players that we've got coming through. You look at players like Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott's going to be, is going to be world class one day. There's, and, and, and the same with, with, uh, with Jones as well. You know, and, and, and Trent is not even, Trent hasn't even peaked yet. He's not even close to peaking yet. There's much better. And as soon as Mbappe comes in, trust me, it's it's the next 10 years or so. <laughs> sewn, sewn up. Uh, there's one point I wanted to talk about, Chris, and um, we didn't really, we kind of, I wanted to sort of gloss over it on the final way show last after the Lincoln game because I didn't want to give it too much fuel but in doing so I feel like sometimes we've got a bit of a platform and I forget that we've got it in this way but like Nico Williams I want to talk about him he obviously I think he's going to come back into the side for the League Cup he should do certainly he was on the bench uh, on Monday night and you know again for people who haven't been on social media last week he was forced to to black out his his social media account after receiving abuse online abuse yeah yeah and, and it's it's, Hang on, it's, abuse from Liverpool, abuse from, from Liverpool well, fans. Well, I'm going to say abuse from Liverpool fans, but, you know, this is social media, so you never know. But ostensibly, for, you know, for a bunch of people with Liverpool names and AVIs. Um, and it's important to remember, of course, you know, just, to, just you know, We've got to, we've got to be able to take the rough with the smooth, and there's always we've we've been saying this for the last couple of shows. There's always got to be a skateboard, etc., etc., etc. But also, you know, <clears throat> I don't think we should be tolerating behaviour like this from whether if the Liverpool fans or not. If people know people who are taking that attitude towards our young players and giving them abuse online, when let's be honest, we said at the time, Nico Williams had it, it was okay in that game. He certainly wasn't warranting of any stick in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, if anyone knows this, it's something. This is behaviour that needs ca- calling out, rooting out, and and ending before it continues to uh, run rampant. What's the question? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. With some dead behavior, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> retribution for last night, you prick. Um, you're absolutely right. It 100% needs calling out, and we shouldn't do it. And look, I think people have, for some reason, got it into their head that you're either amazing or you're shit. There's no in between anymore. And I, th- I, I think, I think I used this to you last week, Paul. I think it was an average game by a good footballer. You get average games by good footballers all the time. And and it's part and parcel. And, you know, young lads need to be able to go out there and play without fear of retribution, without fear of their manager's air as well. Because they've got to be able to go and get better and they've got to develop. And young players always have games where they have bad games and they're inconsistent and stuff like that. But onto the, onto the fan side of the stuff... That's atrocious. You're not a Liverpool fan if you're calling out someone for you're not that. A fo- I mean, you're not a football fan, Chris. You're not a football it's fan. Not a, you're just not a good person. Never mind a fan, actually, thinking about it. You're just a tit, to be honest yeah. with you. There's absolutely no need. And, like, my, it's something my wife always says to me is, like, she's, you know, she was always taught, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say it. What's happened to that saying? Dads used to say that to the lads or the young girls. And nowadays... That, that that doesn't exist anymore. Like there's just far too much abuse online. And it's why platforms like Twitter, like Facebook, they need marshalling properly. You need to be able to put your real name on your account for people to be able to see it because you need to be able to find out who it is so that you can do something about it. The longer people can hide behind avies and crap names and all that type of stuff, the worse it's gonna get, especially if people who have a platform. It's yeah, not I mean it really just it. Just to make a point on this, no one's, you know, every one of us has been guilty of this to some extent in one way, shape or form. You know, we've all commented on a poor Liverpool performance. God knows I've had, you know, I've had, a, had the occasional, more than the occasional pop of Dejan Lovren. I'm sure we all have down the years, but there's a world of difference between, between talk, you know, so it's become, you know, these conversations are pub, were pub conversations and now they're happening where you can literally target them at the player. And that's the stuff that I know I, I find is excessive because what's the point? What's, what's the end game? What's, what are you hoping to get? And I see some people go, well, it'll spare them on. It's fucking stupid. It's given you, it's given yourself far more, you know, like import than really you have collectively though. It, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a force that doesn't need to exist. I don't no. think no player wants to have a bad game. No player wants to. Do, do you know what I mean? They don't go on the pitch and thinking, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it thirty percent today." I can't, I can't really. Be. No player does that because they'll just get hauled off and they'll probably get fucking sold. Yeah, like, certainly not since Neil Ruddock and Julian Dix retired. Anyway, <laughs> Paul Paul, Conches- Paul Konchesky in his pomp. No, but look, you know, again, there's a, there's a world, isn't there? But there's 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 football, and that's what we're all allowed to be annoyed. We're all allowed to have our opinions. We're allowed to be. But again. The context of, of of seeing a young lad, I mean, there was for me. There's one moment where he, he loses the ball and they they score. Shit happens, lah. Like you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, well, and look, in a world. Andy Robertson last night. 
is he getting stick today? He had an absolutely brilliant game after that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, well, he made a mistake. That's what that's what happens. And it's okay to say bloody hell, that was terrible, Robbo. Yeah. But that's it. It's gone. You know, you yeah. don't pillory him on Twitter. Sorry, was this what? after we won by seven goals to two? Yes. Idiots. Yeah, no, no, and the one thing I, mean, I saw this mentioned, it's a, it's an interesting point, this, and this is what, something that I think people need to be extra aware of. Look, people are just lots more quick to anger, shorter fuses at the moment, because life is a lot more just shit than it, than it has ever been previously. And social media's been going this way for a long time anyway, and I think it's just sped up this kind of circling of the drain. Um, but this, you know, at the moment, for a young guy, look, he should, for me, I, I think young, young footballers should be nowhere near social media anyway, to be perfectly honest. I think that's the world where, like, Ryan Giggs in the early days wasn't even allowed to do, like, me, post-match media interviews by Alex Ferguson because he was kept he was kept away from all that. Now, you know, not, not that that helped Ryan Giggs make particularly great life decisions later on. Um, but, <laughs> um, but the point is, right now, Dad, you know, this is we're living in a world where we can't offer our negativity spreads a lot quicker and socially than it does in real life. You know, it, you know, mouth to mouth, word to word, all that kind of stuff. We don't have fans in the ground, so you know, in a world where Nico Williams would make a mistake and the the the, the, the traveling fans or the, or the homes fans would immediately sing a name and get the support up for him, he doesn't have that support network in place of the of fans vocally supporting him. So those noises and those negative naysayers are actually a far more prevalent thing in his life at the moment. And that's why I think everyone's got to be a little bit more aware of how they conduct themselves online because Nico Williams, again, we can't give him that support in, in the same no, way I that mean, he would so, get Some normal. people have on Twitter rallied yeah, around the way, Yeah, brilliantly. That. I mean, I, I don't know why young footballers are on Twitter or social media at all. Yeah. They don't need it. I mean, I can't see what it, what they get out of it, to be honest, because it must be seventy five percent negative, and and you know twenty five percent okay. Yeah. Um, what? Why? I mean, I know that if they're young, they want to be doing what all the other kids are doing, but why don't they be anonymous? Why don't yeah. they have avies and <laughs> that, yeah. you know? It's true. Yeah. Unfortunately, because it's the agents will be telling them to build their brand up for the next yeah. contract. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, that's the unfortunate part of all of this. They are uh, so it's the agent to blame. Nico maybe to get maybe. hold of his agent and smack him. Yeah, no, exactly. look, and look, this, I'm 37 and I can't agents. deal with abuse online. You know what maybe I mean? To so talk real for a second. Yeah, talk real for a second. I'm 37 and I can't deal with abuse online. This is a fucking young kid. Yeah. Who's, who's doing it? That's why I'm not online on on Twitter and stuff anymore because it's just not worth it. You know yeah. what I mean? You get to that point where it's like, why am I going in and looking at my phone and then not spending the time with my kids because I'm in my own head fuming about something someone said well, about me? This is an and important point. You can't get to that point where you can then just go, all right, I'm just going to knock that out my head. And I'm I'm yeah. I'm getting better at that over the last couple of years. I've gotten much better at that. And this is like not a level of abuse that he'll he'll be getting. He'll be getting well worse than what I deal with. On on a daily basis so be arsed with it for him just get off it stay away from it concentrate on your craft concentrate on growing as a person because you're not even a fully fledged adult yet who has the life experiences to draw upon and the confidences to draw upon and just think about the others and just tell them all to fuck off yeah, I'm seeing it. This is the thing where people say, well, you know, if you can't handle uh, abuse and criticism, blah, 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 I'm sorry, but it's bullshit. Like, because, and again, what people, I don't think people get is that there's a difference between having fans baying for your blood in a match. It's within 90 minutes. It's within your sphere of work. This, 
being influenced by social media thing. It comes here at all hours. You know, it could be a casual. He's look, he's on the bog, and he just goes, oh, "I'll just quickly check me Twitter mentions," and there you go. And and it, you know, it's it's just it's crazy because this is the world we're in, and people are allowed to get away with doing this to some extent. And you could argue that he doesn't need to stay off it, and he should do really. I think the simple answer is this: it's just sad that. That that he, it should be something he should have to change his behaviours rather than us being able to call out and stop the absolute morons who are responsible for the negative behaviour because it rewards negative behaviour because you know if you you can feel like you've you've tangibly affected something people love people live for that shit you know there's weirdos out there who who, who feel that like it's a badge of honour somehow um, but yeah we should be doing everything in our power to protect our young players and also you know doing everything in our power to kind of educate because there'll be some people who get swept up with it who don't realise the impact and that's why I think it's important for us to talk about it because we've all been knobheads online um, you know and we probably would be dad being the only, only exception of this but we've all been knobheads online at some point when we were younger and, and, and what have you but when you realise that it has an impact it's called empathy um and the more you, you, experience you get in life the more you, you would you, hope you, the club you, will actually do a lot for those players yeah and have you know um if not training for how to handle social media then at least some uh, clear advice about how you cope. yeah i would say just stop the simple rule just stop with targeted abuse towards our players it's fine to think they had a bad performance it's fine to actually say I don't think you played very well today which is still a bit still a bit mad but it's fine it's fine to have to, to, to have all those opinions but again if it's actual abuse there's a difference between criticism and abuse and I don't, I don't think some people get the difference in that um, right okay let's move things on and let's talk about something else that's going to really lighten the mood uh, all of our rivals are a bit crap um, James Sutton I mean take your pick United um, I mean mental they got absolutely battered in that game they end up getting a penalty after the final whistle um, I, I mean I take notes of encouragement from it is that it, it kind of papered over the, the cracks um, because their manager's still not good enough and their side's still not good enough. That it's but that's, that seems that feels to me like that's exactly what they've been doing since Alex Ferguson left was papering over cracks. That feels like that's all they're constantly doing is just putting sticking plasters over things. They haven't had a they haven't had a coherent plan. They haven't had um, they haven't had a manager that I think um, I've got friend I've got a lot of friends at United fans and and. They, they they don't think that Ollie's the right man to lead them forward. Um, you know, he's just a yes man that's going to, um, you know, that, that isn't going to rock the boat and isn't going to criticise the the, the the owners too much because that's a, another one of their their issues is how 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 in debt the club are. They're not they're not a well run club at all. And 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 for that we you know we should be really grateful. I mean I know there's I know there's a lot of FSG, um, you know, criticism that gets thrown around and stuff. But you know we're not we're not spending a fortune on paying back you know debts and we're you know we're pretty much solvent i think for the most part now and you know it's a really really positive time to to i think to have these owners and, and yeah then you know they're not perfect and we can't compete with the oligarchs and the you know the russian arms dealers um but for us you know it's 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 a good it's a good place to be man and all, i mean fyi fucking hilarious that united have achieved nothing of any note since fergie left i mean good god what a delicious if you could have told me back then that that was that him leaving would have had such a cataclysmic effect on that football club from top to bottom i wouldn't have believed you but dear god delicious oh, fingers <laughs> good um yeah i mean that it, it, it was a I thought Brighton were really good in that game really good indeed and and yeah it, it, it was a really great 
sort of all-round set of either either results or performances, really, because, you know, everyone was kind of expecting Chelsea to be a power straight from the off. We beat them, and then, like, West Brom, abs- again, West Brom absolutely tore them apart. And, they, you know, OK, yeah, they come back in the end, but it's another one where I'm looking round, go from United, I don't see United as a, as a major rival this season. Chelsea should be, Chelsea should be, and they might well yet when that team gels, but right now... They haven't got it. They haven't got a proper identity just yet. No, I mean I think Chelsea are going to struggle simply because they're not going to settle those players into that side very quickly and very easily. And they're going, as I said last time I was on, they're going to have players who are not going to get in the side who were were lauded last year, you know, as young talent. Uh, so they're not going to be happy. Um, so, I mean. It's it's odd. I mean, we're just at a level so far ahead of everyone else. It's it's they're all running around like headless chickens trying to make their team better. I mean, look at Tottenham. I mean, they they should have won that game. But when you when you looks out, you looks out, and they just yeah. they didn't win it. United have all their luck, of course, because they're the only team in history to be able to win a game after the game is finished. <laughs> the most Man United thing ever. It's just gone 4 2 now. <laughs> I, uh, does, does, any, does anybody agree with me that Frank Lampard will be the first manager to get sacked this season? Not Maybe not the first manager, but maybe I think of the top teams. He, he was my prediction to go. Me too. Me yeah. too. I just they they've got no patience at that football club, and I think if they're not in, I think if they're not top four, challenging top two at Christmas, which I just don't see them. I mean, you know, like you say, they will come good at some point, but I don't see them being there. I just think they've got no patience, and they, you know, they don't, they don't, they're not, they don't nurture young managers there. Yeah, Chelsea's got a bit. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, sorry, Chris. Just look. I mean, look at the moment. Lampard comes out pre-game with West Brom, and they go. Tammy Abraham perform and and um, the the German kid performed really really well. Kai Havertz performed really well in the in the in the cup or whatever. Yeah, and I've rewarded them with a the start. Well, he just changed the formation because Tammy Abraham played well. You know, he's just he's going. Oh, that's good. I'll I'll try that again, and then it doesn't work again. It shows scattergun approach, Chris. Mate, Kai Havertz has played in three different formations in three different positions in his first three starts for Chelsea. Joined up th- thinking this is not, um, you know what I mean? That's what uh, you bought. Kai, you spent nearly a hundred million pound on a player, and you don't know where to put him in your side in the first three games. He's played in the nine, he's played in the ten, and he's played right wing. Like Kai Havertz must be looking around, going, "Did you not know what type of a player I was when you signed me, Frank? I mean, yeah. come on, like you know what I mean? I, I was one of the top players in the Bundesliga, literally." There was only one football on at one point in the world this year, and it was a Bundesliga, and you weren't watching me to see where I play. Are you kidding me, Frank? I mean, it's yeah. just ridiculous. But then this is, as you say, it's that scattergun approach. And he's turned around and he's looked behind him and he's really got the defenders. And he's like, ah, damn it, we're just on the attack then, aren't we? Come on, boys, come with me. And no one's coming with him. And, the, and there it is. Thiago Silva doing a slip in his first game was glorious as well, by the way, for all of for all of the five years of that shit going on. I mean, it's just... Look, then, 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 and I've just seen a comment here and uh, from somebody, and apologies, it's on the YouTube comments. I saw Chelsea and Arsenal fans arguing about who had the better first half against Liverpool. That's what it's come to for them. They're fucking massive, says Blaze. Then you know what I mean? Like that's that. That kind of sums up where we are. 
That's absolutely amazing. I love, but like the Kai Havertz thing, it's got all the all the hallmarks of uh, Firmino under Brendan Rodgers, where like we don't really know how to play. If you want to play, he's clearly like a he's clearly he's a ten or he's a false nine, and you've got to play a very specific style of football to make either of those positions work. Um, and yeah, I, I, I genuinely, genuinely love it. And we have not even got on to, to Man City yet, who, um, I mean, uh, who anyone watched this game at the weekend? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Dad, they, I, after 25 minutes, I, I, I had no choice. It was kind of in, it was on. And I, had, I was like, I might just stop watching this and, and have it on in the background or whatever, because it looked like they were going to blow Leicester away. And they never, and the exact opposite happened. No, instead. I mean, it's, there's increasing evidence that if they don't blow people away in the first half hour, they start to struggle. And when they scored re- reasonably early, I thought, oh, here we go. But then they just couldn't do it. I mean, I really do dread to think what's going to happen to them if um, De Bruyne gets injured. Because yeah. he's carrying that side at the moment. Um, and Leicester made them look like fools. Yeah, and I love it as well. I mean, again, Liverpool do a bit of this, James. And Klopp does this when a team doesn't like come and play proper footy, etc., etc., etc. But it was great to hear to see like Rodri coming out and be crying, like, you know, the world being against them and all this kind of stuff. It's just fucking uh... cry asses, man. Like, just <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you have a if you have a shit game and you play shit, just come out and say that was shit. Sorry, guys. Like, don't say we were unlucky or the referee did something or fucking three of your players gave away penalties at different players gave away penalties three different players at what point does that stop becoming bad luck and start being absolute ineptitude from your defensive line like it was absurd and then James Madison who I've I mean I've I've had he's got a special place in my heart I've loved James Madison for a few years now goodness me what a baller but and he you know and he scores that worldie this I mean you know, you, do better, man. Just do better. You've spent five hundred million on defenders, and that's you know, one of them's wearing a rugby cap, and the other one's running in circles with his eyes closed. It was the fucking comedy show. It was like the Muppets. Yeah, I mean, and and it's actually one thing that's actually becoming really evident, Chris, about all of our you know supposed rivals or whatever for the league. And I I keep saying this, and like I don't want to go too too hard or whatever on this, but at the moment, certainly. It's it, the defense thing is true. You can literally pick every one of our rivals and say, "What's the weakness? What 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 haven't they got?" And it's either it's either goalkeeping issues or it's defense or it's defense centre back issues. You know, and there's it, it, it just a, a paucity of top quality defenders in the, at the top half of the league at the moment. Yeah, I'm not sure that's true. We've got four of them. For, you know, for really good ones. It's just the, the the problem that everyone else has got is that they haven't. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's a, it's more of a monopoly than a paucity. Uh, if we're honest, <laughs> that Liverpool have the monopoly, um, and that's that's why Pep Guardiola's basically shit himself yesterday and got his wallet out for another sixty five million quid, isn't it? And you know, I don't know whether this is something I'd imagine that's been on the. Um, in the in the offing for a long time. I'm sure it wasn't as knee-jerk a reaction as it looks, but certainly to the eyeballs, it looks like a knee-jerk reaction to me. And I just remember going back to that Man City, uh, whatever it was, what's the uh, all or nothing was it, was the Man City one. And, you know, someone picking up an injury and their chairman basically saying, should we go and sign another one or are we going to be okay? And they just go out and sign another one instead because they don't have to think about it. And that's kind of where, what it, it feels like to me is that they've just looked at it, someone from up high, and gone, 
uh, Pep, do you, do you want another defender? And Pep's gone, of course I want another defender. Well, I mean, like, look, obviously, just been beaten 5-2. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've got it, smoke them if you've got them, as they say, but go on, Dad. I, I just think that our front three have been so brilliant and everyone around says, you know, they're the best in the world or whatever. Every team is now trying to emulate our front three. You know, they keep talking about Man United's fabulous front three. You know, they've got Greenwood who's been there 10 minutes, you know, and, and Chelsea have tried to buy themselves a forward line. And, and everyone is obsessed with being as good as us up front and forgetting that if you've got no defence, it doesn't make any difference. Yep. I mean, Chelsea and Arsenal have had such terrible defences over the last couple of years. Why weren't they spending 100 million buying defenders? Why isn't Koulibaly in the Premiership? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, it's Barmy, isn't it? When you consider him there, he's just the most obvious answer to so many teams' problems. And unfortunately, it's just that thing of, you know, like Man City. Don't you just they've got Laporte and they've now got Ake, you know? We and we had this debate before. You can't have too many left-sided centre halves, so like they'd be a bit, they'd be in there, they'd be in a bit of trouble with Koulibaly. But you're right, nobody's got it. Look, look at it, Chelsea. No, Chelsea have obviously brought a new goalkeeper in as well. They brought Thiago Silva in, but they still have those issues in in defence. But at least they've but established the goalkeeper's can. They brought in a 36-year-old defender to a team but, that can't defend. Yeah, but it's not. It's, but it's, but it's, if you if you watch if you watch this Liverpool team defend, it's not just about the players, it's about the system and it's about the coaching. There's no way that on paper um, Pep has hasn't bought great defenders. There's there's no way individually that individually those lads they're great defenders. They might not be as good as Virgil Van Dijk. They might not be um, as promising or as good as, as Joe Gomez right now. But they, make no mistake, they're not shit players. So then it must be down to the coaching. What what are they doing on the training field? They don't look like they've got a clue. Yeah. It's, it's bananas. Like, there's no way John Stones should be as bad as he's been. Like, exactly. You know, it, talk about wasted potential, and that's not. I don't think that's John Stones' fault. I think that's uh, that. You know, I, I mean, it could be. It could be entirely. Well, he's, fault. Training, <laughs> he's training with Otamendi, isn't he? And yeah. and Fernandinho as a centre back when he's picking up his pension. Yeah, well, that's, that's <laughs> the, the the difficult thing when you're at the top of the table and the way football has moved on nowadays is that you need to be on an island as two centre-halves. And that wasn't the case 15 years ago when the full-backs were tuck in next to you and you might have a, 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 a bloody Claude Makélélé in front of you or whatever it is. That, that game is gone. You need to be unbelievable in space and you need to have pace and you need to be strong. You need to have everything that a, a mid-noughties, 90s centre-back had, plus the ability to play like quarterback style balls and everything else that goes with it. And, you know, the, the tackling of a, of a of a brilliant fullback from back in the day. So what's happened is you've got this like sort of group of people that were good enough to be centre half and at the top tier they're just not they're just not good enough. Not yeah. and that's why you see people spinning. It's why we thought Lovren was going to be good enough, but he wasn't because he was playing for a Southampton side with the two DMs, the fullback sucked inside, two low blocks, looked great. Move him to a Liverpool side where he's on his own. Looked looked poor. And yeah. and that's what Manchester City are finding as well. You know, they brought John Stones from Everton, not a a, a, a 
historically sort of expansive side, shall we say, Everton. Let's to get to be kind to them over the last twenty years. They play two banks. And he sit in and John Stones up the right and he was a good passer of the ball. So he should be okay, but he wasn't a good defender. He was The system was a good system for defenders to shine in. And that's not what you get at Manchester City at Arsenal, Chelsea at Liverpool. And Chelsea, uh, Chelsea City ask a lot more than, than, than Liverpool's defenders, to be fair. Again, look how many attackers were their best when they're leaving either Fernandinho or Rodri as the one-man anchor. And the, and the other two midfielders have been David Silver and Kevin De Bruyne, who uh, our good friend Sam Walker has been banging the drum of De Bruyne is effectively a forward. You know, he, he's not asked to do a lot, of the de- a lot of the dirty work. I mean, I look at all of our rivals and you say, and, I, and I'll throw Everton into the mix, Everton, crap goalie. That'll that'll undermine them. You know, it looks like Keane and and Yeri Mina are you know fine, but we'll see how well that does. They've got a really good left back, and Coleman's on his way down, but he's still a very very good right back, and they've built a nice solid midfield in front of it. So I think Everton, you know, that might that might help it, but it, it could well just be undermined by the fact that the goalie's crap. Arsenal goalkeepers average. Okay, he's decent, but he's not—he's not necessarily the great best goalkeeper for their style of play. They've got issues over the centre halves. Gabriel might sort a lot of that out, but still defensive issues there. Tottenham Hotspur will probably be solid defensively because they've got Jose Mourinho and Lloris is a good, is a pretty good goalkeeper. Although he does have have, have ricks in him. Chelsea need to sort the defence out, and they've had a crap goalkeeper. They've upgraded the goalkeeper, but will he settle? There's no way to know that just yet. Man City struggle defensively. They've got an amazing goalkeeper. But it's whether the new defenders settled and you know, and whether Fernandinho's got much more left in the tank on top of that. Man United, you know, terrible defence and the goalkeepers a bit crap as well. And that's it. Everyone's got everyone's got something. And Liverpool's biggest complaint is whether it should be Gomez or Matip as our as the partner for Virgil van Dijk. Big shrug. Good times. Good times. I'd like to correct you on the goalkeeper of Van United is a bit crap, you said. Um, He's crap. Yeah. He's crap. Full full stop. He's crap. He's crap. Well, he's what you took. He's what you were saying, Chris, about like how the game's moved on. I've said this about the goalkeepers before. Goalkeeping's moved on from David De Gea. And Man United, if they want to be... this is, And I said this before about how teams evolve. When you come in and you take over a really good club that's lost its shine and it's a law, you've got some pacey, talented attacking players, which like United have got as an example, and Arsenal have got, and Chelsea have got. So you become a counter-attacking side. Because good teams still come at you and you hit them on the break because your talent will override that. <coughs> brilliant but then eventually if you want to be a really really good side you've got to learn to be a possession football team and that transition's a very difficult thing to do and that's where why I think the rivals thing City has still got the best chance of, re- of rekindling that and weirdly I didn't even mention them but Leicester might well be something in there provided they can keep Vardy fit because they've got a good goalie and they've got Johnny Evans and Soyuncu they've got two good defenders they've got brilliant fullbacks they've got good midfield they've got a really good balanced side and Brendan Rodgers maybe a bit again is more experienced than the likes at this level now than Ole or Frank or or whatever. So Leicester might actually be be a bit better this time around. Um, right, okay, we've got a couple of uh, super chats in here on the Man City stuff. John Rhodes saying it's sad that Everton are bigger rivals at the moment. <laughs> it's not. I, I genuinely love it. Um, James Watson, sixty-five million for a centre back from a league that made Lindelof and Seb Coates look world class. It's very risky business. 
That's a very good point. Such a James. shout, that is. Such a shout. <laughs> uh, Hakon Myra, uh, our rivals' long-term plans is almost becoming short-term because of the pressure they're getting from the board yes. because of our success. That's a yes. really interesting point, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, no, it's absolutely spot on. I mean, you know, let's look at the, look at the sides. We've spoken a little bit about this. Chelsea aren't about putting a four-year plan together. You know, they, and they've never have been. Manchester City are too close to be put on a Chelsea, four-year sorry, plan. Sorry, Chelsea's, Chelsea's four-year plan is to buy players who will accrue value over the next four years. They've bought players for a four-year plan, but I don't think they'll, they'll stick a manager out no. over that uh, time. Man- yeah, Manchester. Yeah, you're right. Manchester City. They 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 feel like they're so close to the title that a rebuild project isn't part and parcel of it. I think they need. An, I think they might need a striker at the moment as well. By the looks of their injuries and stuff as well, to add to the centre back that they bought yesterday. Um, Manchester United. The funny one. I thought. I thought Roy Keane summed it up really well last night on Monday Night Football. To be honest with you, saying that you know he thinks Ali's in trouble if he doesn't get top four this season. I think that's right. I think Ali's been in trouble from the first moment he took. The job because he's not good enough to take the job that's the reason that he's in trouble ultimately though not the performances um and then you look around and every everyone needs to try and speed up the process of catching up with liverpool because no one wants us to be at the top for as long as they can so that comment's absolutely spot on yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I mean, that's the thing is that that is that I've seen a lot of people going, it's taken Liverpool five years. And I don't think people appreciate what that looks like and feels like. This has been, a, it's, and maybe we lose sight of it a bit now because we've been good now for a, for a few years, but it's been a long old road to get us here. It's been major transfer business along the way as well. People have forgotten that although we weren't great when Klopp came in, he's kept us competitive from, where, from the word go. Yeah. You know, even with a terrible side when he came, we were still getting to finals. You know, you still got the, the crowd something to shout about. Yeah. Um, and But you look at what the teams around us are doing, and I don't think there can be any fans who are happy with what they're seeing from their teams apart from us. Oh, Leicester. Leicester. Leicester, yeah, maybe Leicester, yeah. But then I think Leicester Low expectations. Okay last year. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, well, they'll be they'll be panicking about the the, the drop off again because that's what happened yeah. last year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. They'll be panicking about that under Rogers. And as you yeah. said, lower expectations at those clubs at the moment. They'll be enjoying the ride. They'll they'll be made up with it, you know. But but I mean, Leicester would probably be looking to kick on for Champions League football this year. That would be a nice progression for them. Everton will be made up with Europe with Europa League football. But every other club there, like if Spurs have a tough season, Mourinho's head will be on the on the chopping block. Ole's will be on the chopping block. Frank Lampard will be there. Pep Guardiola, if he doesn't pull his finger out, you know, it, it, he's getting away with a lot of a lot of this at the moment. The show, I mean, because it's mad. It's it's mad, isn't it, James? That like how many teams, how many people just thought City would just be better than Liverpool automatically, and they might yet be. Like you know, let's let's put this out. The City are more than capable of putting down a massive run and battering teams all asunder, but like. <sighs> They, they still lost nine games last season. They, they got blown away by Leicester this by this week. You know, Pep Guardiola is not above criticism anymore, and he's also I think this is his last is this his last year of his contract as well. You so know, I think he's got left me. Well, close okay. either way. I think I think you I think you're I think you're allowed to you're allowed to say that Pep Guardiola is one of the best managers in the world right now, and equally you're still allowed to say that he's on borrowed time if things don't yeah. improve. I don't think I don't think that's a I don't think that's a difficult you know judgment to draw. 
Um, you know, if, if you look, if you look statistically, you know, last season going into this, even you know the season before, yeah, that, I mean, that was you know that was a, a you know that was something crazy to beat us by a point. But last season, there's some terrible, terrible results in there, and already they're looking shaky. The, yeah, absolutely, questions to ask. But also, you know, City have run more of a, 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 a more of a business. There's commercial aspects, and there's money. Don't don't think for one minute that the the, the, the sheiks and the guys that run City don't think they don't want a return on their investment. It's not it's not just a play thing. They want to see silverware. They want to see them challenging. They want to see. Ch- I mean, that Champions League for me, that's the biggest thing that Pep's going to have to deal with. If he doesn't, if he doesn't win the Champions League, then then he's in serious serious trouble. Because that's. That's how you judge a judge a club of that I stature. You, I think you can see the difference if you look at Everton and City. There's no way that Ancelotti is getting sacked by Everton. No. no, not not a chance. He'll walk when he's ready, and that's about it. Pep, though, he's supposed to be the best in the world, and that's why they've got him at the club. And if he doesn't deliver, and the Champions League is the pinnacle, if he doesn't deliver, they will kick him out. There's no doubt yeah. about it. He might last just because of. The, 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 there isn't an heir apparent at the moment. There isn't a manager that's held up on the same sort of pedestal, probably floating around the league. You're looking at other ones. Maybe you go to like a, well, like a Max Allegri or something like that. I don't know. You know, I would be interested to know people's thoughts on that. But uh, we've got a couple more super chats here. Scott Hawks with 25 US dollars. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Uh, you're amazing. Uh, Pep makes a great team into a great team. When things aren't just how he wants it, he finds a new club. I hope City enjoy the ride while it lasts, but who cares? Liverpool are great. Great point, Scott. Uh, Mr. Abs, um, Liverpool are looking really good. Still got some tough games ahead, especially going to the Etihad, Old Crapford, brilliant, uh, and the Emirates. Uh, we definitely got the talent to beat any team in the league, absolutely. Uh, and we had a couple. Uh, we've had some new people join up as Red Men members as well. Alex Munro, Killian Griffin, and Bradley Ashworth all joining. Bradley is joined as a club captain. Gets access to the final word show. Uh, it's there. Once this is finished, you can go and check that out, mate, uh, and enjoy us having a big old long. Form natter about how much we battered Arsenal last night. Great stuff, great stuff indeed. Um, gents, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. That's been fantastically enjoyable. Liverpool are boss and our rivals are all a bit crap. It's great. Um, if you haven't already, drop a like on the video. Uh, go and have a little peruse. If you're on YouTube right now, have a little peruse of our merchandise. If you just scroll down, it is underneath the video on a nice little shelf there for you. See if anything tickles your fancy. Uh, we've got some boss mugs and stuff. Mugs and sweats and t-shirts and everything in between. Um, you can uh, get involved with all that stuff. And yes, more amazing content on the redmentv.com. We've got more chat about our rivals now. They're all doing the Around the League shows on the website now. The Red uh, Transfer Roundup show is getting recorded tomorrow. And the aforementioned final word show as well perfect time to join up and support everything we do here on the Redman YouTube channel and podcast thank you so much guys have a great day ACAST powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure tune in to Everything Iconic with me Danny Pellegrino where I break down all the messy moments and behind the scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise and on Everything Iconic I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa Kiki Palmer Drew Barrymore Cameron Diaz and more about their guilty pleasures their past work and so much more so if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.